This is episode 619 of the AWS podcast, released on September 7th, 2023. Gen AI Day is coming up! Spend half a day with AWS on September 14th, 2023, and embrace the future of AI for your business. Gen AI Day is a three-hour virtual event showcasing how businesses are building with generative AI on AWS. You will hear from industry leaders and experts who have leveraged generative AI on AWS to innovate and drive growth in their respective fields. Hear about the latest trends and best practices, as well as tools and services such as Amazon Bedrock to help you build and deploy powerful AI applications. This virtual experience runs from 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time till 12 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. You can learn more and register for Gen AI Day using the link in the show notes. This is the AWS Podcast. I'm your host for today, Jillian Ford. And in this episode, if you want to do real-time processing to analyze your data with Apache Flink, then stick around because in this episode, we are going to be talking to you about how you can do that in AWS. And I've got two experts here on this very topic. So the first is Danny and Deepthi. So Danny, introduce yourself to all the listeners. Hello, my name is Danny Cranmer. I am a principal engineer on the managed service for Apache Flink at AWS. And I'm also a PMC member on the Apache Flink project. Super cool. And, and Deepthi. Hi, everybody. My name is Deepthi Mohan. I'm a principal product manager for Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink. Super exciting. So maybe we should level set with everyone of what is Apache Flink. So Apache Flink is an open source framework and distributed processing engine. It helps you do real-time processing, and that's to analyze and extract data from your data in real time. So people often ask, what is real-time processing or what is stream processing? And one way to explain that is to compare batch and stream processing, because typically batch is well understood and stream is relatively new. Let's compare them. So for batch processing, you're typically running a job on a period. So let's say once per hour, once per day, or once per minute. When you run this job, you have all the data available. So you can collect it all up, all into memory, process some output, and job done output the results somewhere. For streaming data, you are constantly processing data as it arrives. So you never have everything ready to load into memory at once. You will incrementally compute an output as it comes, which poses more challenges, as you can expect. So typical use cases of batch would be reports that are generated on a period. And, and streaming, some typical use cases include fraud detection or recommendation engines. Those are such good explanations. I know I'm going to listen back to that again. Always a good refresher on the differences really between batch and real time. So now let's get to the question that I know is on a lot of people who are listening. We've got some very experienced AWS savvy people. And so they're like, wait a minute, we've had Kinesis data analytics. So are we renaming this service? That's what's going on. That's absolutely right, Jillian. We have renamed the service from Kinesis Data Analytics to Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink. We did this after a lot of customer feedback, and we noticed that there was a general lack of awareness when customers were looking for a managed service for Flink, although we already had one since 2018. Thousands of customers already used the service. 
And it just so happened that a lot of customers didn't realize that AWS had a managed fling service that could work with both Apache Kafka or managed stream for Apache Kafka, as well as Kinesis data streams because of how it was named. And we decided that just to make it very clear to customers that we run Flink and we are a managed service for Apache Flink, it made sense to call the service what it is and we renamed the service. This is really exciting. I think it's definitely going to expand people's minds of how they can use Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink with, like you said, now you can use it more with Kafka or you can use it with Kinesis. But a lot of our information was really catered towards Kinesis. So this is really exciting for customers. So let's talk more about the most common use cases for Amazon Managed Service Apache Flink. Okay. So as we just touched upon, Flink supports a, a wide range of, of integrations. So be that Apache Kafka or Amazon MSK, Amazon Kinesis Data Streams, and a, a series of other integrations. Some of the most common use cases include ETL jobs, which are extract, transform, load, where you want to just import data from one to many sources and then output into a, a different destination. Real-time analytics, where we're importing data, computing some, doing some analysis on that data and outputting some results. Uh, and complex event processing, which might include finding patterns in streams of data um, and other scenarios like that. And, and the service itself, Amazon Managed Service for Apache, Apache Flink, really makes it easy for you to run all of these Flink use cases without having the need to know a lot about Flink, the internals, you know, how to run the Flink cluster, how to configure it, so on and so forth. So it just makes it very simple for you to write the business logic around it and just send it to, over to us and we'll run the application for you in a fully managed way. You had me at the word easy, so I'm sold. Uh, so with this new launch, there's also a launch in the console as well. Tell people about that. Correct. So as part of the launch, we also have something called blueprints. We have been introducing two blueprints, and these are really single-click, end-to-end pipelines. The two of them that we've currently launched are reading from Kinesis data streams and sending your data over to S3 with minimal processing. And the other blueprint is reading from Amazon MSK over to, you can visualize the data in Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink Studio. So it's more interactive and it's notebook-based. So you have two blueprints that you can set up at a, at a single click using the console. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely want to check that out. So I want you to elaborate it on really the main benefits and the key features. Like I know you, there are people listening who are probably thinking, okay, I could, if it's Apache Flink, I could run it on an EC2 instance. So what's the difference really between running it on EC2 versus getting a managed service of it? So the Amazon managed service for Apache Flink offers a, a much higher level of abstraction to what you would have to deal with if you were running it yourself. So what I mean by that is we offer a fully managed Flink job and our SLAs are all tied to the availability of the job itself. So we manage all the underlying clusters, the posts, we patch them for you. And we also manage your state. When you update your job, we'll make sure that it gets, we take a save point or a snapshot and then it restarts from the latest point in time. So we really take away all the burden of managing the Flink cluster and you allow the customers to focus on developing their Flink jobs. Yeah, one more thing I'd like to add here is how we support Flink out of the box. So not only you get do you get all the Flink, vanilla Flink of a particular version, we also test the version for you. So it's a very 
battle-tested, stable version of Flink that you can run production applications on. That's really exciting. And I know there's also people who are probably wondering about how is it that AWS contributes to the Apache Flink community? Can you talk about that? So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a, an Apache Flink PMC member. Prior to joining the team, I had no experience with Flink. From the start, I've been able to to contribute in the open, and I've worked my way up through Committer to PMC. So it's been a really interesting and fun ride for me. But what it means to be an Apache project generally is the Apache Software Foundation well, it's a governance model, which means that the code base itself is not owned by a single entity. It's a community-driven model. And some of the key tenants are communicate in the open, community over code. So all the decisions that are being made, anyone could go look at them and contribute to the discussions, etc. This allows us to get involved and contribute back. Some of the key things we've been working on are our AWS integrations to make sure that Flink has first-class support for for the AWS services, but then also the general releases of the project uh, and our other areas as well. And also actively involved in some conferences. So for example, Flink Forward. So cool. So we've got a lot of people who listen to the AWS podcast who are new to AWS. So this question's really for them. I know earlier you were talking about really the differences between EC2 versus running uh, Apache Flink on a managed service. So now for those people who are really trying to understand all the different offerings that AWS has, and we have Amazon EMR for Apache Flink, can you walk them through how should they think about deciding if they should use EMR for Apache Flink or Amazon managed service for Apache Flink? AWS is committed to open source and particularly to Flink in stream processing. So you can use Flink in different ways on AWS. So Flink offers multiple ways of deployment, be it Yarn or Mesos or Kubernetes. And on AWS, customers can use EKS or EMR or managed service for Apache Flink or even deploy on plain EC2. It really depends on the level of management that customers need for their particular use cases. So if you want a lot of control and you want to understand all the uh, nitty gritties of running Flink, the clusters and the configurations, you might want to choose Flink on EMR or Flink on, on EKS that gives you access to all of those configurations. But if you really don't want to be in the business of running the Flink cluster and you want to just focus on your business logic and the application itself, then we recommend that you run on Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink so that you just focus on your application logic and your application while we manage the rest for you. That is so good. I love that explanation. Okay, so now I bet that there's probably some architecture patterns that you've seen from the hundreds of customers collectively, thousands maybe, of that you've spoken to that are doing something that maybe should actually be using Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink. So I'd like you to speak to someone who has an architecture pattern and maybe you can walk them through what's a common one that you see that actually would be a better use case for Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink. For me, one of the common architecture patterns that I think would be a better fit for Flink is we know that Flink is used for stateful processing. And we have seen a lot of customers that use a combination of Lambda and DynamoDB to kind of build their own stateful processing system. Maybe they would be better fit on Flink because Flink offers a lot of those constructs out of the box. 
So it becomes simpler for you to really get that use case working more quickly rather than building everything yourself and making sure that DynamoDB is managing your state. Flink has constructs that can help you manage state so that you can realize stateful processing really quickly. That is so good. I think there are a lot of people who listen to this who probably can relate to that scenario. I know I've seen a lot of customers that I've worked with. I work with startups and they're the same exact thing I see. So thank you for calling that out. And that really Amazon managed service for Apache Flink would be a better use case in that type of architecture pattern. So now I want to get into, Danny, your perspective on what is one thing that customers should do really before they get started? Because um, I know people are probably listening to this and they're like, all right, yes, it, this sounds great. But any like a checklist or anything that they should do before they get started? Yes, I would recommend two things. Firstly, we have a set of example apps that you can get started with. But before you actually go to production, on our documentation pages, we have production readiness checklist and also set of best practices. Um, I'd highly recommend reading these and making sure that you're you're following all of the advice. Obviously, this list is updated as based on real world anecdotes of things that we that we found that could be approved. Um, additionally, the Apache Flink website itself has a production readiness checklist, which is similar to our one. So yeah, I would highly recommend reading that before getting started. Wow, that is a great idea that there is a production ready list checklist uh, and guide for getting started. Definitely want to emphasize any customer should be reading that before they really get started. So let's explain how the actual pricing works. Can you do that? On Amazon Managed Service for Apache Flink, you only pay for what you use, similar to a lot of other AWS managed services. You're charged an hourly rate, and we have a unit called a KPU, which is an equivalent of one vCPU and four gigs of memory. Uh, you also get 50 gigs of application storage attached to it. And that's really the unit that we use to uh, also scale up and down your application, and you pay per KPU. Wow, pretty exciting. So tell people more about how is it that they can actually go and get started. The quickest way to get started is to go through the AWS console because there are orchestrated workflows um, with wizard setup options. But as with other services, the Amazon managed service for Apache Flink supports the, the AWS CLI and the SDKs. So you can create your application using code as well. And as Deepti mentioned earlier, we also have the studio offering, which is a, a graphical or it's a it's a notebook experience in the browser. So you can develop your Apache Flink jobs in the browser without even having to set up a local development environment. And then what about for the customers that were using Kinesis Data Analytics? Is there anything that they would have to do right now? No, there's nothing that changes for these customers except that you'll oh. now have you'll now have, I know right you don't you don't want to be in the uh, whole business of migrating things. So if 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 you have a Kinesis data analytics application, it should just run as is. You do have a new console. You'd automatically be redirected to the new console, so you'll see the new name on the console in documentation as well as in our marketing pages. Those are the only changes that you'll see. So everything else, the service principle, all your IAM policies, and your applications themselves just run as is. No changes there. No changes. Whew. Okay. I know a lot of people listening are very relieved to being able to hear that. <laughs> well, this is really exciting. So thank you so much, Danny and Deepthi, for both of you for being here on the AWS podcast. Thank you, Jillian.
Thanks for having us. Thank you, Jimmy.